Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 247. We're going to continue the discussion in the previous share of 246 about misconceptions that couples have in regards to sex and physical intimacy and how to overcome that. And um, for couples who whose sex life is rare or non-existent or mechanical, they need to know that they have the ability to work through it so that it could be rediscovered and a, re- a renewal could take place. And we talked about that a wife often does desire to have sexual relations with her husband, but she needs her soul to be touched first. She's more or less implying, you touch my soul before you touch my body. Sometimes it can be prior abuse experienced either by the husband or by the wife that they need therapy to overcome. Some are resistant to it because of the fact that they believe ultimately sex is wrong. They may say, bidievet, bidievet, to have children, okay, but otherwise it's really wrong. Or there's something wrong with enjoying yourself in a sexual way. Or you don't deserve it, or you, or, or you feel it's animalistic. All the unhealthy um, attitudes towards it where people actually believe that within marriage, even that experiencing sexual pleasure is wrong, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. And one needs to work on getting past that if they have that belief, or that belief is holding them back. And wives can be turned on sexually by being shown emotional warmth and connectivity as a relationship as a whole. Because what very happens, often, very often happens, and husbands need to understand this, could go the other way around too, but let me just first explain it this way, because it happens a lot. If you have a wife that cooks and you complain about her cooking, it's not right the way she cooks. She raises the kids and you complain about the way she raises her kids. It's not right. She's doing this wrong, that wrong. And then the way she dresses, she dresses wrong, this way, that way, not right, not right. And then she's tired, and at the end of the day, she's not looking forward to be with her husband because she says to herself, what's going to happen? I'm tired, I'm not my 100% myself. I'll get into the sexual mode with him. He'll complain about aspects and the sexual aspects that are not right, just like he complained about everything else in the course of the day. So it's not that she doesn't want to have the physical intimacy. It's not that she doesn't want sex and doesn't want to enjoy sex. She enjoys it and she wants it and she wants that physical intimacy. But she's very weary. She's weary of his criticism and she's weary of his complaints. And she doesn't want to be criticized She wants to feel cherished. She doesn't want to feel used. So I heard this expression either in a lecture that I once heard or in a book I saw and I wrote it down. Don't remember uh, who said it, but it's a powerful expression. And I'm going to quote it now. The quote is, Use sex to cherish your wife. Don't use your wife to cherish sex. Meaning, what's your goal? Your goal is to cherish your wife, to develop a close relationship with her. 
And you can use the sexual experience as a medium, if done the right way, to cherish your wife. But you don't use your wife as an object or as a means to cherish sex because sex is never meant to be an end of, in and of itself. As much as many men in their dreams would love that notion in their uh, utopia of the Yetzirah to believe that sex is an end in and of itself, but it's just simply not the case. It's not what God wants from us and it's not even healthy. And it's really an impossibility uh, when one tries to do that. It backfires and life deteriorates, as shown in clear evidence observing people's lives all through the generations. So it's very important um, also that if the bumps come in the road here, never to give up and to work towards it, and don't allow shame to come in the way. Because very often the reason why couples may have sexual issues, it could be physical. He's embarrassed or ashamed because he experiences sometimes erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation, or he feels awkward um, and inferior in, in certain ways or whatever the case may be. And because of his embarrassment or his shame, he withdraws completely. Sometimes it's the woman experiencing pain or dryness or difficulty experiencing orgasms and doesn't really feel motivated to experience sexual uh, aspects because it, for her it's not necessarily pleasant. So b- for both of them it could be unpleasant or have bumps in the roads where at times it's unpleasant. And if it is a physical thing, we spoke about it many, many times in the past. We speak to a medical doctor that's proficient in this and maybe believe neither. I will do research to find out more about this and what to be done because Baruch Hashem these days is a lot that can be done. So whether it's the husband experiencing erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation or other types of issues or a woman experiencing dryness and pain and difficulty with orgasms or, or things like that, if it's a physical cause, there are ways to overcome the difficulties of those physical causes through treatment, through ointments, through uh, medication or other, other types of means where they don't have to suffer needle- needlessly and they could enjoy that sexual connection. Now, why is it so important? It's a big deal, I'll get, I'll get by. The answer is, is because this is really the glue, because this is the key that if this works, so many other things fall into place. And that's an important thing to know. When medical advice is needed, it needs to be sought out. And a lot of good things come from a couple having a healthy, vibrant sexual life. That's just the way it is. It's good for the marriage. It's not just good for the physical aspects of the marriage. It's good for the ruchnius of the marriage. A good sex life is good for the ruchnius of the marriage. The healthier the sex is and the physical intimacy is, the more tired they'll be in the house, the more tired will be learned the more chesed will be performed. 
the more tefillahs will be set with kavana and be more infused with meaning and the more Shabbos Kaidish will be enjoyed and the more Yantav will be enjoyed and the more cheshik um, in learning will happen and for the woman a cheshik in her own Avaidis Hashem will happen when there is that connection that physical sexual connection and listen carefully I'm not saying just that Never said it, never will say that, that it's just that. It's the whole relationship as a totality. We said that many times. Every time I discuss the importance of the physical, sexual aspects of a marriage, it always goes, whether I say it beferish in that sheer or not, it's always that way. It's the original one disclaimer, always meant to be. Every time I talk, in this shir, in other shiurim, about enhancing and in uh, the, the physical connection and the sexual pleasurable experience between a husband and wife, it's always in the context of the complete whole relationship between the two of them in all aspects of their life. But the goal here is mutual pleasurability. Don't resign to the fact that the past was difficult or you have present issues now. It is worthwhile to work on it. It's worthwhile to address it. It's worthwhile to overcome, if there is a physical issue, to overcome that embarrassment, to overcome that awkwardness and consult with a trustworthy doctor or whatever the case may be. If time allows, I'll do further research on actual ways or methods or who to talk to or aspects of how the physical impediments to a healthy sexual life can be worked on and treated. The key, of course, is is that you mutually need to cherish each other, love each other, want to please each other. That's the design HaKadosh Baruch Hu created between a husband and a wife. There's always a hashpah, of a mashpia and a makabal. There's a mashpia and a makabal. And though in general, alpi Kabbalah and alpi the inherent personalities, how Kaddish Baruch Hu made males and females, where the husband, generally speaking, is known, the chasen and kuchabrichu, and coming down here to a husband, is known as the mashpia, the one who bestows, the one who gives. While the isha, the woman, or Knesset Yisrael, or the Nukva, however you want to call it, is the Mechabel, the one who receives. That's a general case. But the truth is, is that in this dynamic, there's a constant hashpa and Mechabel going both ways. And very often, it's the wife that's mashpia to the husband, as much as the husband is mashpia to the wife. That applies in all areas of Shefa and of and of love, and it applies also in the realm of sex. So again, I'm going to go back, circle back, as that, uh, although I don't like that expression, uh, used by this uh, press secretary of, uh, you know, whatever it is, to circle back, but I'm going to circle back. Circle back to what we talked about in the beginning, is that not to panic and not to think there's something wrong 
because there is a difference or there's a bumps in the road pertaining to the sexual interest between one and the other. High drive, low drive. And don't think that there's something wrong. Don't think that there's an inherent problem that is irreparable, can't be resolvable, it's a brick wall. No. Just like everything else in marriage could be worked out, this could and needs to be worked out. And then once it is worked out, they both enjoy it immensely. You'll always have that higher desire person and lower desire person, or it may fluctuate from time time from one to the other. But if they both work at it and it's a priority, they'll both really enjoy it intensely. And it works with everything else in marriage. So let's pick an example that's not sexual of how they work things out with one another. And that's, for example, the idea of an introvert and an extrovert that are married to one another. Let's say the wife is the introvert and the husband is the extrovert just for the purpose of this example. And let's say the wife, the husband really wants the wife to daven with him all the time together or learn with him all the time together and talk things through together all the time and, and, and work with and be, be, be together and do things together all the time, take walks together and, and, and go everywhere together. And the introvert loves her husband deeply, loves her extrovert husband deeply and enjoys being with him and enjoys interacting with him and loves him and appreciates him. But the fact that she's an inherent introvert There will be many, many times where she'll need to have time for herself to regroup. She needs to do this no matter how much she cares about her husband. And the husband needs to learn, I need to give my wife space. My wife wants to be alone now. Not because she's angry at me, not because she's upset, not because she's pouting. It's simply because she's an introvert and she needs time to process things or she needs time to read and think, and the husband lets her do that out of love and gives her that space, and he doesn't view it as a rejection. He realizes that that's what she needs. And then the other way around too, very often, the introvert wife, sometimes after doing her regrouping or recharging her batteries by closing the door and reading a book for for a half hour, then says to herself, now I had my regrouping time, my alone time that I really needed to recharge my batteries, maybe not as much as I really want, I would rather have another half hour, but right now it's time to connect to my husband. He asked that we take a walk together and we're going to take a walk together. He asked us to have a conversation, I'm going to make the effort to have that conversation. Even though I'm an extrovert, introvert, I mean, and my wife, and, and it's harder for me, that's what I'm going to do. So, just like this example that was given with introversion and extroversion applies in the sexual realm as well. They work with each other, towards each other, helping each other, helping each other get to those goals. Because once they do that, it is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Hashem designed it that way. Hashem wants the physical connection to be there. He wants that sexual connection to be there. Not just that's approval, but that's too. There's a yichud of kuchabrichu shchende. 
And of course, it goes with the understanding that it's the whole relationship that is what it's all about. Hashem should help all couples to be zeichet to this, to get to the point where they're able to connect with each other, to remove all the misconceptions and all the heartaches, and even when there's bumps in the roads, they work on it head on, and they work with each other on it, they learn how to compromise, they learn how to orchestrate to please each other, even though it goes outside of their comfort zone sometimes, until there'll be a point where they're both at ease, and it gets easier with time, and it gets easier to communicate with each other, and it becomes flows more naturally, and HaKadosh Baruch should help every couple to be zeicher, to have this and all brachas in their lives, with Gashmius and Bruchmius together.